Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, good morning. Welcome to the morning show with Preston Scott. I happen to be Preston. Welcome to Thursday, February the 7th, show number 3964. David Allen over there in Studio 1A. I am here in Studio 1B, and it is great to be with you. Busy, busy program. So let's begin our 61763 segment of the day. Exodus 20, verse 3. You shall have no other gods before me. Boom. That's it. All of creation bows before the God who created it all. You know, a lot of us go through periods of time where we elevate things. Come on, let's be honest. Where things get in front of God, above God in terms of priority. I think, I think for many of us, when we get shaken by our lapels, by whatever that might be, it could be an event, it could be a person, it could be a, you know, some kind of situation, whatever it is, you know, I think, I think down to our core, I think we know, but we still get things in the way and things seep into a place that they don't belong. God is very clear about his role. There's no ambiguity whatsoever. So how are you doing with his number one expectation that no one, no other thing comes before him? There's your, uh, there's your meditation point on that verse this morning. Yesterday, Power Forward Speaker Series. I've not been to all of them. I have interviewed all of the speakers over the years. I've interviewed Barbara Corcoran, Steve Wozniak, Jim Kelly, Randy Zuckerberg, in no particular order, Chip Conley, and then, of course, Kevin O'Leary. He was outstanding. Absolutely outstanding. There were a lot of things, and I'll talk a little bit more about specifics. Later in the show, I'm going to share the five things that he has learned from businesses that have been successful through the 10 years of Shark Tank, and they just signed it for, for an 11th year. He shared one story in particular, but he backed it out, and he said, we've done a tremendous amount of research into why companies are succeeding. What do entrepreneurs that do well do differently? Fascinating list, and I'll go through that later in the program, because he said, this will serve you whether you're an entrepreneur running a business, managing a business, or in life. This will help you. And and as he went through the list, it was like, I'm taking a picture of that slide. Um, good stuff. Very good stuff. Funny stories, interesting stories, interesting uh, sidebars. I had, uh, I had the opportunity. I didn't, uh, there was a meet and greet set up. I didn't, I couldn't find the thing. 
the campus of FSU is not necessarily well marked, and the map that was supposed to guide you there wasn't necessarily accurate. So I wandered around the building for about 25 minutes before I was like, yeah, never mind. So I just went inside and said, never, just, it's fine. I, you know, I'll just, I'll sit and enjoy the, uh, the event. Saw my stepson, who's uh, working for the Florida Chamber of Commerce, and uh, he and I exchanged uh, pleasantries and chatted for a few minutes, ran into others, obviously, a lot of people in that room I know, had some fine po- folks come up and say hello, but um, I did get to spend a little bit of time with Kevin backstage before he came out and spoke, and we visited for a little while with Mark Wilson, president and CEO of the Chamber, who is handling the Q&A at the end of his presentation. And so it was good to catch up with Mark. He and I are dear friends. And uh, I got to visit with Kevin, and I, I asked him, I said, how often since you've been in town have you been hit with somebody trying to pitch you something? He said it happens all the time. He said, but I have to warn them. If they talk to me, they can never be on Shark Tank because it's a violation of, I think it's the F. FTC, the Federal Trade Commission, and guidelines on all that stuff. So it was just, it was, it was a fascinating little short visit with him. An am- amazingly good presentation. So kudos to First Commerce Credit Union. They they hit it out of the park. Great guest, really good event, and uh, had a good time. More to come on that later. Ten minutes after the hour, it's the morning show with Preston Scott justice and the american way like superman only with the microphone the morning show with preston scott on news radio 100.7 wfla kind of interesting i can't hear queen music in any way shape or form with now with with without thinking now of rami malik who played freddie mercury in bohemian rhapsody and surprisingly, I just watched an old HBO miniseries, an old meaning, you know, I'd never seen it. And it surprised me that I'd never seen it because I was a big fan of Band of Brothers, the miniseries Band of Brothers. They did a follow-up called The Pacific. And Rami Malek plays a prominent role in that. And when I saw him, the first time I saw him, I was like, that dude is kind of creepy. I mean, just the part he played, the persona of the guy was just a little bit off. You weren't quite sure of the guy he was playing, and they're all playing true historical figures. And then it took about an episode and a half before I figured out that's Rami Malik. And this was before Bohemian Rhapsody, before, didn't he get the Oscar for Best Actor? No, they haven't had the Oscars yet. I think I think it's this Sunday. Golden Globe. Something something like that. Okay, he won something for best actor. Maybe SAG Award, Golden Globe, something yeah, like that. Yeah, maybe something like that. Okay, so he he won some so it it was just interesting, you know, when you see people He does a fantastic were, job in the role, yes. I I believe it, you know. He he did a great job in this role. Um it was a good miniseries. It wasn't as good but when I watched how they made it, the little documentary on how they made the Pacific, it was explained to me why it's different to me. They made it differently. 
They intentionally made it very, very personal. Much more so than the stories that they told in Band of Brothers, which was a little bit more overarching. So anyway, it was it, it was just, I don't know, sidebar. Uh, this date in history, February the 7th, 11th Amendment, Amendment, which clarifies the um, federal judicial powers is ratified in 1795. 1812, the last of New Madrid earthquakes changes the course of the Mississippi River near New Madrid, Missouri. Hits on this date in 1812. You hear New Madrid, you're thinking Spain. Uh-uh, Missouri. I didn't know there was a New Madrid, Missouri. Well, there's a New York. So what's your point? There's a New Amsterdam. Uh, that was Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> um, on this date in 1867, Laura Ingalls Wilder, born in Pepin, Wisconsin. Did you ever watch Little House on the Prairie? Yeah. Not religiously, not regularly. Yeah, I don't think I ever watched an entire episode, but I did watch bits and pieces sure. of it. And uh, I probably would be more interested in watching it now, and I can't explain that. On this date in 1964, the Beatles arrived in New York for their first U.S. tour and an appearance on the Ed Sullivan Show, Touching Off Beatlemania. You know what's so funny about that? Is I remember those days through my siblings. I'm four. Sorry, I'm three and a half, about to be four. Okay? But here's what I remember. I don't remember being three. I do remember being four. I remember my older siblings. And keep in mind... At that point, my oldest sibling's 19, then 18, 17, and then my next oldest sibling closest to me was 10, about to be 11. So the Beatles, I mean, that's in their wheelhouse, right? Yeah. So my gosh, it was played everywhere. Maybe that's why I've never gotten into the Beatles. I don't know. Maybe 16 minutes after the hour. It's the morning show. Morning show with Preston Scott. You will not laugh. You will not cry. You will learn by the numbers. I will teach you. Now get up. Get on your feet. On WFLA. Twenty-one minutes after the hour. It's the morning show. Steve Stewart next hour. Bill Zimfer will talk about. Uh, I think it's, I think it's Pet Hygiene Awareness Month or something like that. Dr. Steve Steverson plus tips. I think it's dental hygiene. I think plus tips on uh, how to uh, how to find the right dog or cat. You know, are puppy mills real? Um, you know. Uh, the, the, just some of the stories out there and, um, you know, I mean, if, if you want certain dogs, I mean, there's a way to find them and we'll ask those questions and get those answers in the third hour. Ira Chaffel with warchant.com FSU's recruiting class was, yeah, you know, I'm, you know, I'm not doom and gloom like the national services are because we've had great recruiting classes that have turned into busts. 
I, I don't I don't pay attention to that stuff. FSU football needs the right people. They need character guys and they need football players. Football players don't always have three, four, five, and you know stars. They they just they can play, and they pass the eye test because you look at them and they can play. So uh, we'll we'll get Ira's take on the recruiting class. There is one notable whiff. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. They didn't get a quarterback. They have one. They have one quarterback. They didn't get one last year either. That's a problem. When you're losing prospects to schools like Maryland, Maryland was chosen over FSU. So we'll uh, we'll talk to Irish Rafael about that. Todd Starnes, we've had him on the program just a few times over the years. He and I are kindred spirits. I I know that based on his writing. He was at the State of the Union speech. He was invited by a. Um, Congressman from Georgia, Representative Jody Heiss. He writes, in advance of the big night, I had to provide the congressional uh, congressman staff with my name, birth date, social security number. It made perfect sense. I mean, the House is going to be full of very important people. They need to know who's there. You can imagine my surprise when I learned there were several DACA recipients in the audience. And one was seated in our midst. How she gained entry into the building without a social security card is beyond me. Representative Mike Levin, Democrat, California, acknowledged she had invited an illegal immigrant to attend State of the Union. She'd been an intern on his campaign in 2018. The congressman could have selected a law-abiding American taxpayer to watch the State of the Union, but instead, he chose someone who does not even legally belong in the country. Now, we talked about that. And I asked, what prevents that person from being arrested? Bad form? It's just not, it's not cool. Like showing up at a USA versus Mexico friendly in soccer. You know, honestly, I, I, man, I'd bring ice out there. I'd announce in advance, see how many people showed up first. Next one, I wouldn't announce it and I'd show up, but that's just me. But then he talked about the president using very graphic language to describe the abortion bill in New York. President's words were just so moving. Lawmakers in New York cheered with delight upon the passage of legislation that would allow a baby to be ripped from the mother's womb moments before birth. These are living, feeling, beautiful babies who will never get the chance to share their love and dreams with the world. He talked about Virginia, talked about the challenge to Congress to pass a law stopping this practice once and for all. The cheers from the Republican side obviously were loud. That was the loudest in the clips we played yesterday on the show. Todd writes this, but the reaction from Democrats was stunning, albeit predictable. They refused to stand in agreement that newborn children deserve the right to live. There they sat for the nation to see, many dressed in white, 
as they sat stone-faced in their seats. Then he writes this. A few days ago, I caused a bit of an uproar when I said on Fox News at night that there was an evil in the Democrat Party. After what I saw Tuesday night, I absolutely stand by those words. There is something demonic happening within the ranks of the Democrats. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? I'm telling you. If you don't proceed in our culture, in our country, without first hitting your knees and praying daily, you're making a mistake. If you don't take time to arm yourself with a little scripture now and then, daily, it's called the sword of the spirit. It's called the rhema, R-H-E-M-A, little bits and pieces of, of scripture. That's the rhema. You're making a mistake. You are going into war unarmed because the war is not what we think. It's elsewhere. 27 minutes after the hour. Time for news. Your chance to get this excited is coming up. Ah, that's great. A great in your hand at 5 after on WFLA. I don't know why this this bump makes me makes me happy. It's about radio. Is that it? Yeah. How so? This is Radio Gaga by Queen. Is it? Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> See, I I'd never heard this in my life until we played it as a bump. Huh? Go figure. Anyway, good morning. Morning. David Allen over there, Studio 1A. He's a trooper, man. Yeah, he packed it in on Monday, but he was just sharing with me that uh, he's gutting it out. I, I don't know why he's here. I don't he's either. Just, I mean, spent your, what, about a 14-hour window just sleeping, and you were just telling me you're not breaking a fever. You're just not feeling right. Yeah, I don't feel good. No, I feel swimmy-headed, you know, like if you were to take a nap in the middle of the afternoon and wake up and you feel like you're in a dream. Right. That's the kind of... Uh, feeling i've got on a regular basis but yet no fever and so i'm assuming no flu this is just one heck of a cold well if you decide to pack it in after the show's over you you do have something that that you can do it's it's actually kind of a big deal it's the ron burgundy podcast it's the ron burgundy podcast guess what i got a podcast and you don't guess what i got a podcast and you don't ron burgundy podcast yeah it's today it uh, debuts today we'll play a little excerpt debuted at midnight last night yeah and uh well midnight today but okay fine 1201 today. i won't argue with you on that well i mean the date was february the 7th so it wasn't last night well it w- that would have been the sixth wouldn't it no it was dark last night yeah, but that. Uh, what am I supposed to say? It was dark this night. No, it's it's it debuted today at at twelve. While I was asleep. That's fine, but that was last night. Last night. That's the last time we had a night. <laughs> last night. Last night. Last night's technically the sixth. 
the night goes into the seventh. That would be this morning. It's like my brother said. My brother Bill used to say, you know, it's not not late until 11.59, and after that, it's early. So early today is when uh, the Ron Burgundy podcast hit, and you can check it out on iHeartRadio. Big stories in the press box, ruling by a federal, not a federal, a district court of appeal here in Florida. Three panel, uh, three judge panel, golly, can I say this? Three judge panel said the State Department of Environmental Protection denied a permit to drill in the Everglades based on feelings instead of facts. This is three judges that came to this conclusion. Whether that means there will be drilling, and, and here's something else I learned in this story that I, uh, I got from, uh, from watchdog.org. Ron DeSantis wants to ban fracking. Really? Wow. I think it's a mistake. Also in Florida, Chinese man. 21. Pled guilty to one count of uh, photographing a defense installation in Key West, Florida. Guy was a freaking spy. He's taking pictures. Video shows him wandering around a uh, an area that is well posted and uh, continuing to take photos. His, his attorney said, oh, he was a tourist. He was just taking... So they seized his camera and his phone, and there were no, no tourist destinations on there. Just military photos. There's more 40 minutes after the hour. News. First, the morning show with Preston Scott on News Radio 100.7 WFLA. That's taking a base for a walk there now. Morning show with Preston Scott, Jamil Hill. Jamil? Jamel? Jamel. Jamel Hill, ex ESPN hostess. Now writes for the Atlantic. Did you hear the uproar about her little tweet? No, I did not. And and look, as far she's, as I'm concerned, she's gone. Oh yeah, she's irrelevant. Other than the nature of the tweet during the State of the Union address, oh, someone boy. someone floats a tweet out there. Some guy uh, from Showtime. Once uh, Representative Alexandria Ocasio Cortez to interrupt Trump's speech by yelling. Whose man's is this? Okay. I'm sure there's some cultural significance to that line. I don't get it, but whatever. Jamel Hill writes, she said, nah, she got to yell, get your hand out of my pocket. You know what that's a reference to? Gladly, I, I do not. And neither did I. And neither did most everybody. Until someone with newsbusters picked up on it. That is one of the lines that was shouted out. And and I mean historically shouted out when Malcolm X was assassinated. One of the gunmen had uh, someone, I guess, reaching towards his pocket or whatever. The bottom line is and said, get your hand out of my pocket. When they assassinated. So she alludes to the assassination. Now she took that tweet down quick. 
but it got screenshotted. It got grabbed. Huh. So I wonder if uh, if the Secret Service is going to pay Miss Hill a visit. She can't. They ought to. Sure they should. And they should then visit the Atlantic. And the Atlantic, I mean, this is this is why there's such a divide in this country. But I, I will tell you, and I did my commentary on this, there is an opportunity to seize what happened at the State of the Union and to really point this stuff out if the GOP can get their head out of the sand collectively and hello it is ryan and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day couldn't we just to make up for things like sitting in traffic doing the dishes counting your steps you know all the mundane stuff that is why i'm such a big fan of chumba casino chumba casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Properly message. Now, they're not going to do it. They're just not. Whether they're in cahoots with the Democrats for power or I, I, I don't know. You know, they're, they, Bob Woodward suggested that in a book on Barack Obama. But it matters. Um, another example of media turning its head. See, that's one. That would be all over if it were the other way around. Oh, absolutely. If someone had tweeted anything like that about Barack Obama during one of his speeches, and again, I'm going to say it time and again, Now, I never thought of things like that. I, I don't wish harm, physical harm on anybody other than convicted rapists, child pedophiles, things like that. I'm a, I, I do kind of wish that, but, but I no. I just don't like their policies. I don't like what they've done to the country. I'm equally angry. But but here on Outnumbered on Fox, they were laughing at the, and I don't know if you've heard it in the news, you got Governor Ralph Northam. You've got Lieutenant Governor Justin Fairfax being accused of a vicious sexual assault. And with details. And the person's come out talking about it. And now Attorney General Mark Herring admitted to wearing blackface. Now, I won't get into the whole blackface thing I have a little bit of a different view than 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 most everybody on that topic when it comes to costume parties but let's set that aside for a second Katie Katie Pavlich points out that what did we hear when Brett Kavanaugh was going through his confirmation we have to believe the women face value right boom just like that why isn't that happening for this woman attacking Justin Fairfax? I can tell you why. Because he's a Democrat, one. And two, he's black. Media doesn't want any part of that, that storyline. Chance to get this excited. I want $1,000! It's coming up. Oh, my God! A dread in your hands at 5 after on WFLA.
Sham, the Sham, and the Pharaohs. Yeah. Old school. Morning show with Preston Scott. A little woolly bully here. Why, why, why do you even... What do I even... I don't know. Continue. Well, the very beginning sounds a lot no, like... No, no, it doesn't. Yeah, the very beginning is very similar to the you, beginning of Woolly Bully. You got something you need to take a drink? No, I'm good. You all right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then the rest of it does change a little bit. It's decidedly just, not Woolly Bully. Just but a that little very bit, beginning, huh? okay. There's a little bit of Woolly Bully at the very beginning. I told you yesterday I was going to talk about this story, and I've scheduled to, to discuss it a couple times here on the show today. You may have seen the viral video by now. You may not have. You may have heard the story. MS-13 gang member accused of fatally shooting a member of a rival gang in broad daylight on a New York City subway platform. The suspect is a Salvadoran national in the country illegally. I will not use his name. I don't want to even remotely add to his notoriety because MS-13 members thrive off of that. Part of their MO is to do what they do to gain attention. So we won't contribute to that. Set to face second degree murder, gang assault, criminal possession of a weapon charges in connection with the killing of a 20-year-old on Sunday. What um, the midday attack, which happened in front of terrified, screaming commuters, was captured on tape by several people. But here's the line in the story that has me outraged. Taken into custody Monday charged, Tuesday morning, authorities have since revealed that the suspect was free on $2,500 bail after being busted on attempted murder and other charges late last year. I understand the other kid's a gang member. I understand that. And I understand by being part of a gang, you're playing with fire. I get that. The bottom line, though, is He died. There's no chance to rehabilitate his life. Doubt that he would, but you don't know that, do you? You don't know that. Lots of former gang members now with their lives in a a totally different trajectory. But here's here's the bigger question. Why in the world is a guy who's in the country illegally suspected being charged with attempted murder and other charges late in 2018, how in the world is this guy out on $2,500 bail? Even if you set aside the attempted murder charge, which, by the way, how does does a $2,500 figure square with attempted murder? How does that happen? But... But even if you set that aside, the dude's in the country illegally. How is he not in detention? Oh, we have him. He's been arrested. He's been bad. You know, it's it's not like 
dude working on a construction site and he gets oh he gets pulled over for driving without a license or you know what I mean something like that we're talking about a guy who fits the absolute descriptive model that Donald Trump is giving time and again about why we have to control the border how in the world is this guy not behind bars so that this confrontation at least with him doesn't happen I want the judge that set him free to explain him or herself. And I would really like for him to do it to the family of the kid who got murdered. I would also like an explanation to, like, all of us as to how it is that ICE wasn't contacted or that ICE didn't throw the guy behind bars and detain him. Get, get him ready for deportation. Or just hold him until trial. Buy it, bail? No. It's time for news. Here we go. Flying fickle finger of fate pointed at me for a brief moment, and so I begin. It's the Thursday edition of the morning show with Preston Scott. I'm Preston. David Allen over there in Studio 1A. I'm here in Studio 1B. Joining me on the phone line, the executive editor of Tallahassee Reports. Go to the website. That's where you get the real news. That's where you get true, independent, investigative reporting that's where you go to support that effort. It's TallahasseeReports.com, and Steve Stewart joins me. Good morning, Stephen. Good morning, Preston. Good week not to be living in Virginia, huh? Oh, my gosh. Would you have just closed up shop if you were covering that nonsense? I tell you what. I'd be waking up the next morning figure out which shoe was going to drop today. It's crazy. Uh, Florida, though, no less interest in what's going on yeah. in the Sunshine State and then especially the state capitol, which is your expertise. We talked last week, Steve, about the public safety complex and the, the, the controversy surrounding it. Where are we at with that process? Well, I think that this is, um, you know, people really need to start paying attention to this. And I, I will take a little bit of responsibility for not being is engaged with it because of all that has been going on over the last couple of months. But this um, this project is is uh, you know pushing sixty million dollars uh, from taxpayers. I mean, and this is something comparable to the smart meter uh, deal in terms of finances. And you know, I sat and listened to a two and a half hour meeting, and it's not just you know it's labeled a, pub, a public safety complex, but it goes way beyond that. The, you know, this is going to be uh, you know, a mix of law enforcement and social programs. And I think that it's, uh, um, you know, something that I was not completely aware of. Uh, the good news on this is that the new commissioners, and this is what the main story is about, is that the new commissioners flex their muscles um, at the last meeting. And um, like I said, I watched the meeting, and we'll have a story out today on some of the specific quotes. But it was very interesting to watch the back and forth. Um, I mean, it, it got very personal. Um, the new commissioners, uh, Diane Williams-Cox, Jeremy Matlow, really pushed back on moving forward with a vote 
on this complex until we had more town hall meetings. Curtis Richardson tried to defend it, um, you know, saying this is not a uh, this is not a school project for me. I've got skin in the game. We vetted this. It's ready to go. What skin um, in the game does he have? Well, you know, Curtis. Every time you, Commissioner Richardson, excuse me. Every time you talk about this, goes into a five minute talk about how he raised his family on the South Side and he's been exposed to crime and he knows what's going on. And you know, it, it's carried the day over the last year. But these new commissioners aren't moved by it. Um, Diane Williams Cox said, "Listen, we're hearing too much. Um, you know, we're hearing too many people against it to move forward on a project this size. You know, we need to vet it more." Um, and Jeremy Matlow was very pointed. I mean, Mayor John Daly, you know, who was supporting the vote, threw out there that, you know, Andrew Gillum supported this location. But Jeremy Matlow clearly said, you know, that's not true. I want it in the record. Gillum did not support that location. Um, he also questioned staff on some inconsistencies. I mean, it's something we, we haven't seen at the city commission in years. And so it was a 3-2 vote, uh, Preston. And like I said, the new commissioners flexed their muscles. Um, and so now they're going to have two town hall meetings. And you want to hear something refreshing. Um, Diamond Cox said, listen, we, ha- we need to have a town hall meeting on the south side and the north side. This is a public safety complex that everybody's tax dollars is going to support. And I thought that was very refreshing. And I think these next two town hall meetings, um, I'm going to dig into exactly what we're looking at. Because as Commissioner Matlow said, you know, this is a project that can range from $25 million to $60 million. I mean, what do we need, you know, and what do we want? Um, so, I mean, they're talking about, you know, including different uh, neighborhood programs there, uh, basketball courts, meeting spaces. And I just, you know, the South Side is replete with community centers. Jack McLean Park is an awesome park. Yeah. Um, it's right there. And so I think, you know, this is just, uh, again, uh, a lot of these commissioners like these projects because it's something they can say they did. If you look at the Renaissance Center in Frenchtown, it was sold as an economic development piece for Frenchtown. It, it's been a massive failure uh, from that standpoint. Steve, and stand so by. This- Hang on. Okay. we gotta, we got to come right back. Steve Stewart with me, 10 minutes after the hour. We'll continue a little bit more on this public safety complex in the capital city and then move on. It's the morning show with Preston Scott. Morning show with Preston Scott. I know him. I know him on News Radio 100.7 WFLA. Just about 12 minutes after the hour, the morning show with Preston Scott Thursday on the program. Me and Steve Stewart of Tallahassee reports. Steve, you were talking about the Renaissance Center. For those that do not know, this was supposed to be a giant development to stimulate growth in and around Frenchtown, where the city utility moved its uh, headquarters, and none of that panned out. Um, and, and what you're suggesting then is that the same model, the same idea is maybe being advanced for the south side? Yeah, I think the Renaissance Center was supposed to have these businesses on the bottom floor. Well, that never happened. There's government, there's government offices now. The point is this. is You've got a lot of promises about economic development. If we need a police station, build a police station. And this was Matt Lowe's, Jeremy Matt Lowe's, uh position. Let's find out what we need. Um, you can, you know, to spend $60 million in an area for things that are already there may not be what we need to do. Um, you know, his point was, have we, did we even look at two or three different options? We were just settled on this option. And so I think um, that's something that, that I think taxpayers are going to need to look at in these town hall meetings. And like I said, we'll cover it and we'll get information. 
but at $60 million is a lot of money. And, you know, there's no doubt that we need a new police station, but are they using this as an opportunity to really promote most social, more social programs that really are not working anyway? And, you know, there's development on the south side that is starting organically. I mean, you've got the VA building is over there. You've got Tallahassee Classical going to be taking 14 acres uh, on the south side. And so um, there are some things that are happening. I just don't know. We've got to look at this investment, and it's something that uh, – that I, I want taxpayers, they need to pay attention to. Well, it, it's interesting. The city has a, has a real long track record of failure when it comes to trying to, to force the planning of the community, whether it's the Gateway Center where the Walgreens used to exist, whether it's the Frenchtown example and not just the Renaissance Center or this. And, and then yet there's Midtown that organically just blew up and did great by just doing what business does. Hey, city, what can we do to help is the better place for the city to be. Right. And, you know, when you add to that, the first one of the, the first project was the Marriott Hotel over on Gaines Street, and they, I remember them giving them money to put office space on the bottom, retail space on the bottom. That was 2010, Preston. That space does not have a business in it right now. Um, it is a flawed model, and they continue to move forward with it. So um, anyway, that's something that we'll, we'll keep looking at. Steve, one of your reporters gave me a call several weeks ago asking questions about Scott Maddox when he was serving as a commissioner and uh, his his efforts to get stories, conversations, commentary killed about him. Um, let's talk about the media and Scott Maddox. Yeah, one of the things that we're starting to look at, I mean, one of the big questions about this whole FBI investigation, uh, reading the indictment, is how was this able to happen without anybody knowing anything? Well, first of all, people knew stuff. We already know that. Yep. Christian Dozier knew about it. Um, but So the, the point is, why did it not get out? Well, Mr. Maddox, who was uh, charming, and also effective at what he was doing, um, the article addressed how he interacted with the local media. Um, and you had an experience with it. It wasn't just you, though. WCTV, Andy Alcock had experience with it. He would call and get stories killed, um, and he would go after reporters personally. Um, that's just the way the situation works. Obviously, the media is a huge uh, part of the equation of keeping things quiet. Um, you know, with the Tallahassee Democrats, the argument is he did more of a carrot approach, uh, you know, befriending Bob Gabordi during this time in 2012, 13, and 14. And, um, you know, to the point to where Gabordi called his business model, you know, just good business. Um, well, that's not what the uh, federal investigators think. Wow. Unbelievable. Good article there and uh, good work as always, Steve. Thanks so much. We'll talk again next week. All right. Thanks a lot, Preston. Have a good day. Thank you, sir. Steve Stewart with Tallahassee Reports. Support the effort. Great reporting and expanding, growing. Isn't it funny what happens? This is a newspaper with a trajectory going up while most all other newspapers in the country are going down. Why? Independent investigative reporting. Information that is unbiased and honest. And opinions that are locked in the opinion page. 16 minutes after the hour, the big stories in the press box next on The Morning Show with Preston Scott. Listen just to hear what he's going to say next. The Morning Show with Preston Scott on News Radio 100.7 WFLA.
21 minutes after the hour. It's the morning show with Preston Scott. Bill Zimfer just a few minutes away. Pause for thought follows. And uh, next hour, we'll talk FSU football recruiting. Yesterday was National Recruiting Day, signing day. And uh, we'll get the results of uh, how FSU fared and all that. You know, I don't know how I did it. I think it was, I go through so much material preparing to do this show. You skipped a, 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 a story. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> it's, and, not, it's not it, a surprise. Well, it, it's just, I have these, I had a videotape and sort of telescope it and shorten it for you, how I do what I do. It's too bad we can't be on Facebook Live. When I'm prepping? Or you mean? I was just being sarcastic. Oh, okay. Because I thought we were on Facebook <laughs> live aren't we anyway i have these stacks and i thought i printed this out i go through just a remarkable amount of paper and and i have a big time high-end printer tree killer oh no 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 more than that my friend trees killer oh yeah 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 but but i thought you (laughs) i thought you said three color i was like (laughs) no more than that um this story came from tallahassee reports the new revamped Florida State Supreme Court killed a minimum wage case emanating out of uh, Miami Beach. If you remember, we talked about the story, and uh, the mayor down there was all proud of their efforts. And And you might remember the, the mayor, Philip Levine, ran for governor. Right. Um, former mayor, I should say. He was, he was big time behind the... Uh, the ordinance that was going to force employers to pay a, an increased minimum wage. What are you thinking? Now he's all upset. This see, elections have consequences. You're darn right they do. That's why we needed Ron DeSantis to win that thing over Andrew Gillum. He appointed three justices and it's changed the landscape of business in the state of Florida for the better. Because had Miami Beach done this, these other little liberal enclaves would have done the same thing. And they would have begun forcing business out of those communities. Tallahassee would have done the same thing. Oh, absolutely. And so this is a win. The bottom line is, not only did a local circuit court say, no, you can't do that. To the the city of Miami Beach, which was good. All right. Thank you, circuit court. It went to a, uh, a district court of appeal. They said... No, you can't do that. You can't force businesses to pay what you think they ought to pay. There's a federal minimum wage. That's good enough. And by the way, that should change too. We need to go back to a training wage, whatever that is, whatever that's determined to be for by the business, and let the free market weed out what that pay rate ought to be. What was the first job you ever had? First paying job? Yeah. I delivered newspapers. Would you want to be a newspaper delivery person now? No. What was the second job you ever had? I worked at J.C. Penney's. Would you like to work at J.C. Penney now? If you no. could make, let's say, half what you're making now. No. Why? I love my job. What's, I like you're what saying I something's do. wrong with J.C. Penney? It's not what I want to do. I had other aspirations. Not greater other i had other things i wanted to do with my life i've had great even if you could make the exact same amount of money you make now 
but you worked at JCPenney. That isn't what I want to do. No. You would you would still be unhappy. Yes. Because you had other aspirations. Yeah, but what we've gotten locked into is this mindset that someone, anyone, should be making a living wage to provide for a family of four, I guess, doing basic entry-level jobs. That's dumb. My wife would say, stop being a dumbhead. <laughs> the reason I bring that up is because apparently they just want to stay in this job. They want to make it something that it's not. It, it, and that's the point. You want better pay, improve your skill set, reach for other opportunities. That's one of the lessons of, of yesterday's talk with Kevin O'Leary. He said it's not about money. The guy's a billionaire. See, it's not about money. It's about freedom. If you want freedom to do what you want, when you want, then you work hard to achieve that. Shared a great story about what happened to him when he left college and what happened, what's going to happen to his kid when he leaves college. Great stuff. But anyway, bottom line is great court ruling. That's because, and, and by the way, the state. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Every day, we rise challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. The Supreme Court just did what the lower courts did said no and they dismissed the case so that's over to win a thousand bucks let's just do it okay we've got a chance for you in less than 30 minutes on news radio 100.7 wfla news team assemble boy appropriate huh today the ron burgundy podcast debuts on iHeartRadio. You can listen to it anytime you like. Check it out. But uh, Brian Fantana, otherwise known as Bill Zimfer, joins us now. Hi, Bill. Hey, good morning, Preston. Yeah, the Ron Burgundy podcast, buddy. It's now hot. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, fastest podcast in America right there. I, I, I giggle every time President Trump talks about his relationship with North Korea's Kim Jong-un, even during the State of the Union speech. I don't know why. It just sounds funny to me. So tell me, what, what's going to happen here in the next few days? Well, uh, in the next few days, we're going to get an idea exactly what could be accomplished at this summit, which uh, the president revealed, of course, will be February 27th and 28th uh, in uh, Vietnam. It's likely to be Da Nang in Vietnam, which... Uh, is ironic to the United States because that was often the point of entry for our young men who uh, went in to fight in Vietnam. Mm -hmm. uh, 
But uh, right now, Stephen Began, a special representative for North Korea, is on the Korean Peninsula, and he's meeting with, uh, with his North Korean counterparts to try to hammer out exactly what they want to get done. And this is different from the last time around. If you remember, Preston, last year in Singapore, uh, when the president met Kim Jong-un, that was kind of a uh, uh, you know hurried type of uh, setup. There wasn't a lot of time to organize. And the president thought, I will go in and negotiate with Kim Jong-un. Well, uh, that was going against the grain in these type of things. This is being done more in the traditional diplomatic manner. The underlings are have been working on a framework for this summit for some time now. Stephen Began was appointed to this position last August and since then has been talking to people in North Korea. So what they're doing now is getting together the things they want to accomplish at this summit rather than have President Trump go in and say to Kim Jong-un, I'm going to make you a deal. Uh, the deal's already there. The two leaders are going to talk about it and tweak it maybe and, and come out with some type of statement. Now, last time it was such a general list of statements that were made that you really have to wonder if they ever expected anything to really be accomplished. The pressure's on because this time around, last time it was optics, this time around, Preston, it's going to be results. The pressure's on to get results. Who's that pressure on? Well, I really believe it's on the United States because uh, there are two things that could happen here. Uh, number one, will we get North Korea to agree to denuclearize? We have demanded that all along, complete, verifiable, irreversible denuclearization before there can be any sanctions relief. North Korea has been pushing, and so has China been pushing, for graduated sanctions relief, meaning when North Korea does something toward denuclearization, we can relieve a sanction somewhere along the line here. Will the United States make any concessions to North Korea to get them on the track toward denuclearization, or will we maintain that hardline approach? Uh, I think the pressure's on the United States here. I would say, I, I use the term amateur analysts those that that look at photographs and so forth have determined yeah. that north korea is not abiding by the promises they made in that last summit so how do we push past that problem yeah uh, you, you know i can't help but think back though preston we saw some pretty convincing satellite analysis uh about iraq and uh, the weapons of mass destruction that they were massing there Remember those satellite pictures where they said, hey, this truck is a mobile chemical lab that is set up to do this? And it all turned out to be nothing. Uh, and, and that's what, where a lot of this is coming from on North Korea, by satellite analysis. We have these uh, uh, analysts looking at the pictures saying, oh, that's a tunnel leading to a nuclear test site. This is a missile manufacturing facility. Uh, I mean, maybe they're right. And uh, that has to be addressed in this summit. But... I can't help but think back to what happened in Iraq. Yeah, and see, I have a different take on Iraq. I feel like he just moved it to Syria. But um, anyway. Hey, Bill, thank you, as always. I appreciate it. We'll talk again tomorrow. You got it. Thanks, Preston. All right. Bill Zimfer with us this morning. Yeah, I, I still think there were. I think the intelligence showed. Certainly the Democrats in Congress agreed with President Bush that the intelligence showed weapons of mass destruction. I just think they gave him so much notice he moved it. And lo and behold, weren't chemical weapons, haven't they been used and deployed in Syria? 40 minutes after the hour, let's talk dogs and cats next on The Morning Show. Five minutes and he'll give you something to talk about. The Morning Show with Preston Scott on News Radio 100.7 WFLA.
Irish Chappelle, managing editor with Warchant.com. My guest for a few more minutes talking FSU, National Signing Day recruiting. Okay, the drama king is is gone. James Blackman seems to be well-liked, well-respected. He's going to be the guy unless something unusual happens. So let's talk about the recruiting class itself for a second, Ira. Um, you said they hit really strong at defensive back and linebacker, and they at least built depth at offensive line. How many freshmen are going to have to play? Uh, overall or on the offensive line? I mean, yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's interesting. You know, their defensive back class is the, is the best class that they, they have in the entire group. But uh, it wasn't a position where they really needed instant impact. I mean, they, they, they really return a lot of safeties, a lot of cornerbacks. I don't imagine those freshmen are going to contribute much there. Other than, like, maybe Akeem Dent and Travis Jay, I mean, I think those guys will be on the field at least. And maybe Brendan Gant, another defensive back. Maybe those guys will be on special teams and get mixed in in passing situations. But I, But I really don't. You know, they didn't have a big need there. Linebacker, I think there's a good chance that one or two of those guys will play. I mean, we saw FSU basically played two safeties at linebacker last year. DeKalen Brooks and uh, Jaden Woodby had to play linebacker. I don't know that either one of them needs to be at linebacker. Um, so I think there's a good chance a couple of those guys play. And they, they signed some really good uh, some linebackers. They, they would have liked to have gotten one or two more, but they got, I think, three really good linebackers. Uh, and then on the offensive line, you know, I don't know that you. I, I don't know that any of the freshmen are expected to play. Um, I, I think if you're if you're signing offensive linemen and playing them right away, uh, unless they're unbelievable, that's probably asking for even more trouble. Maybe Dante Lucas. Uh, I think he's the guard. Uh, they went to IMG Academy last year. Uh, is originally from Miami. I mean, he looks physically ready to play early. But guards a position where they actually have some bodies. Their, their biggest need is a tackle. Um, so maybe the, the Northern Illinois transfer, he's a tackle. Maybe he plays one of the tackle positions. Uh, and then, you know, you, you, I still think they're in the running for at least maybe one more uh, graduate transfer offensive lineman. But I, I don't know that you're going to see instant impact from that offensive line class. Ira, is James Blackman any heavier than my two-month-old grandson yet? <laughs> I think, I think he's, uh, he's also on the Similac. So maybe uh, maybe he's he's put on a couple pounds. <laughs> okay, um, let's let's look at the kicking game for a second. I, and I should know this; I just don't. Are we replacing both the kickers? No, they actually have both of them. But if you if you watched any of the signing day party they had last night, there was an interesting comment from uh, defensive ends coach Mark Snyder. He was really praising. You know, they signed the the kicker out of uh, South Georgia, Ryan Fitzgerald, right? Has a has a really strong leg and. Uh, you know, Ricky Aguayo's coming back, uh, and, and, and uh, Logan Tyler's coming back as the punter. And uh, Snyder, he really loves this kid. He said yeah, he's going to be your kicker of the future. And, and then he paused and said, well, and he, he might be your kicker sooner than that. So uh, I think they definitely issued a challenge to Ricky Aguayo, and uh, uh, but they're really impressed with uh, Ryan Fitzgerald. Can't he do both? Yeah, they said he can do both. Um, it's it's tricky. You don't see a lot of that because obviously it's a, it's a different uh, motion. But but he said he, he can do both. Interesting. All right. Do you do you feel like Coach Taggart has a handle on who he's going to have coach where? Uh, I think he does, but I don't think we know. I don't think they they're done making their changes. Uh, I still think that you, you'll see a couple more changes on that coaching staff. But they've been really tight lipped. I mean, I think he he's. Um, whatever uh, leaks there were in the system uh, during uh, maybe in the fall and in the, into the winter have been pretty well closed. So I, I don't think anybody has a great idea other than Willie Taggart, but I do expect maybe a couple more changes. Ira, as always, I appreciate the time. Thanks very much. 
Anytime. Take care, Preston. All right. Irish Chappelle with Warchant.com. Can't believe he laughed about me being the backup quarterback. I'm telling you. Six foot five, stoic in the pocket, gun for an arm. Maybe. Five minutes after the hour, it's hour number three, the morning show with Preston Scott. Turn the page on the rundown. Tells me it's still Thursday, February the 7th, show number 3964. David Allen over there, under the weather, playing hurt in Studio 1A. I'm here in Studio 1B. And joining me on the phone line is the managing editor of Warchant.com. He is our friend, and he is the man we turn to covering Florida State Athletics, in this case, National Signing Day for Football, Ira Chaffel. Good morning, Ira. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm doing well. What's a closer headline to reality uh, that, that you think is the lead story for Florida State football recruiting? Is it the class they signed or the class they didn't? Uh, I would say the class they signed and the position they didn't. Okay. Um, you know, I think uh, I think overall, you know, they did pretty well. They did well on the offensive line uh, in terms of numbers. Uh, I, they didn't. It wasn't like they were able to go out and get the best offensive lineman in the country, but they did get five uh, signees plus the, the uh, graduate transfer from Northern Illinois. So they got. And they're still trying to get one or two more graduate transfers. So I think they've they built some depth on the offensive line. They did well at linebacker. They did well at the, uh, defensive back. They did extremely well at defensive back. But, you know, obviously what a lot of people wanted to talk about yesterday was the fact that they didn't sign a quarterback, and that's two straight years now uh, that they haven't signed a quarterback out of high school. What's your take on why that is? Why is a guy who is widely considered one of the best recruiters in college football, why has he been unable to attract a quarterback? You know, he, he lamented the fact yesterday that, you know, they, they messed up, uh, you know, basically last year. You know, if you go, it, it's hard to hold the 2018 class against them, and that's, you know, something we do is we'll, we'll say, oh, it's two straight classes. Well, really, 2018, he had been here all of six weeks. Sure. So there wasn't a, there wasn't a whole lot to, to blame him about that. This past year, they basically messed up. Um, you know, they, they thought, um, you know, they had the, the Howell kid uh, – Commit Sam Howell, who's committed a pretty highly regarded quarterback, committed all year, um, but he was basically committed to Walt Bell, who was the offensive coordinator. So when Walt Bell left, they lost Sam Howell. And, and Willie admitted yesterday, he said, you know, we, we made a mistake. We went after a guy that uh, wasn't necessarily a team guy. And I think what he meant was a guy that was committed to the program. He was just committed to an assistant coach. And uh, he said, we won't let that happen again. Um, what surprised me, though, and I think if, if, you're, if you're looking to, to – to place blame or accountability is that at that point, you know, you still, that was the early signing period in December. You still had a, you know, about a month or two to, to, to build some depth at that position because they need it. And they kind of only went after a couple of guys. I mean, they went after a, a guy, uh, John Plumley, who ended up going to Ole Miss and then Lance Lejean, who ended up going to Maryland and, you know, okay. You, you lost out on a couple of guys, but why wasn't the, the net a little wider? Um, now, what Willie said is he has a plan. He wouldn't say what that plan is. My guess is that they think they've, they've got a good chance to get in a, another transfer uh, quarterback. Um, but as of right now, you know, people are left to wonder why you didn't sign any quarterbacks. Well, w- the way it is right now, it's James Blackman and me on the depth chart of quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> I have lots you, of you, unused eligibility. 
Is that arm still alive? I'm, I'm telling you, buddy, I can throw it. I can throw it. Now, I can't. I, I, I make Tom Brady look like uh, Kyler Murray, but, so the, I, the, but, but I, can, the, I can sling the magic bean. The zone read option is not going to be a big improvement from last year, then, if you're, if you're in the under center. Oh, no, no, no. No, not at all. I'm telling you, Michael Vick and uh, DeAndre Francois are in the same sentence compared to my wheels. <laughs> Um, I, I want to talk a little bit, though, about something you just said. Maryland has Florida State's cachet in the recruiting wars dropped so significantly that we're losing to Maryland and Old Miss and North Carolina quarterback prospects? Yeah, that's, that's not a when, – when you say it like that, it, it can sting a little bit. Uh, but yeah, I mean, but look, is, I mean, that, is that fair, Ira? I mean, I think it's fair to the extent that I think we all need to understand the reality we're looking at. You know, this is this dawned on me recently that you know Willie Taggart's the first Florida State coach who's who's really recruiting, uh, you know, without any success at the school. You know, Bobby Bowden, even in the last five, you know seven or eight years when things started to tail off in recruiting for for Bobby Bowden, he still had national titles. He still had thirty years of success. He had, there were a lot of things he could point to and say, hey, we'll, we can get this back on track. Jimbo Fisher, his first year out of the gate, they went 10 wins. So he's recruiting as a 10-win coach at Florida State. Willie Taggart, yes, they have the name brand of Florida State behind him, but he's a 5-7 and seven coach here. And I think that that's a challenge at all positions. And Willie, again, I'll give him credit for being candid. Yesterday, you know, he, he, he said, look, this has been tough. There's a lot of negativity around the program right now. And when I asked him who would he blame the negativity on, he said, uh, it's on us. He said, I'm not going to blame the media or the, or the fans or anybody else. I'm going to blame us. We, we're the ones that created this situation with the way we played last year. Irish, stand by. We're going to talk individual recruits next, 10 minutes after the hour. Irish Rafael talking FSU recruiting on the morning show with Preston Scott. Morning show with Preston Scott. Hello! On News Radio 100.7, WFLA. Burgundy Podcast. It's the Ron Burgundy Podcast. Guess what? I got a podcast and you don't. Guess what? I got a podcast and you don't. Ron Burgundy Podcast. Time for Pause for Thought. Dr. Steve Steverson of the Bradfordville Animal Hospital joins me a couple times each month talking about our four-legged furry friends. Hello, sir. How are you? Hey, Preston. I'm well. How are you? I'm good. Now, tell me that uh, that that there are there are now common sense ways to deal with dental hygiene for our pets instead of just reaching in there with a brush. <laughs> you know, Preston. For many many years, uh, we tried to convince owners to brush their pets' teeth, and the reality is, it's just not very practical. And less than three percent of pet owners actually brush their pets' teeth. So there's ninety seven percent out there that we aren't reaching. Um, and now the um, there has been developed several other options for you to take care of your pet's teeth. Um, February is Pet Dental Health Month, so this is a perfect time to talk about it. Um, there is uh, dental chews and dental treats that you can now purchase that will uh, allow that chew or treat to clean your dog's teeth as they work on it. Um, the real key, people always ask, well, what's the best one? And there are a lot of them out there right now. The key is you want one that the dog or, or the cat will chew for four or five minutes. If you give them one of these, uh, a, a treat that's a dental treat and they chew it and consume it in, say, 30 seconds, uh, that probably didn't do a good job of cleaning their teeth. You want one they're going to work on for a little longer than that. So that's really the key is a, a treat they're going to chew adequately for 
four to five minutes. What about this new thing I'm hearing about dental diets? Yes. So those diets are, um, uh, the diets are baked to a certain consistency. So when they chew these, as they crunch them, it's a dry food. It scrapes the teeth and massages the gums. So it'll do the same thing as these dental chews or treats will do. Uh, it's a nutritionally balanced diet. So the dogs can eat those and those will simultaneously clean their teeth as they're eating their meals. So that's an excellent option as well. Do they have such things for cats? They do. They do. And believe it or not, cats actually typically like those crunchy, chewy, uh, tartar diets, as we call them. Are cats' teeth substantially different than a dog's teeth? It would seem to me that it would be maybe a little bit more challenging to deal with a cat. Yeah, definitely it would be. (laughs) Uh, Cats' teeth, definitely cats, you know, Preston, are a true carnivore uh, versus a dog, which is an omnivore like a person. So cats' teeth are designed much sharper. They have fewer teeth than a dog, and they're a lot sharper than a dog's are, so they can tear tissue. Um, And uh, trying to clean them is a little more of a challenge just because of the nature of a cat. (laughs) Steve, one of the things that I'd wanted to get to, and we might kind of do a part one and a part two in our next visit, is things to consider when people are interested in buying a dog or a cat. What is you know? What advice do you give people if they're if they are smart enough to to ask some questions first about first that process of determining whether they want a specific breed or not, and that's cats as well. Definitely. So first thing, Preston, is if you're thinking you may want another pet, uh, and you're not sure what breed you want, um, go talk to your veterinarian, and he can talk to you about you know your lifestyle and how busy you are and what kind of space you have in your home and help you determine whether you want a small dog or a big dog or what specific type of cat you're looking for. Um, so that's the first thing to do. And then once you've decided which breed you're looking for, there are a lot of, of resources out there to find a pet of that particular breed or, you know, another option is to go to uh, the shelter, the uh, Tallahassee Leon County Animal Services Center. Um, and they always have a lot of great adoptable, adoptable pets there. If you don't want to go through puppyhood, you can get an adult dog already and already it's already uh, gone through puppyhood um, so there are a lot of options out there for for choosing a pet and choosing a, a specific breed we'll pick uh we're gonna pick up there next time steve thanks so very much for the time have a great day great thanks preston dr steve steverson with the bradfordville animal hospital yeah i'm a big fan of going to the shelters and then the rescues and then go from there but uh, we'll talk about all that as well in our next segment 46 minutes after the hour. Your next chance at a thousand bucks is waiting for you uh, at five after. I want that thousand dollars. On News Radio 100.7 WFLA. Fifty-one minutes after the hour. It's the morning show with Preston Scott. Good morning, David Allen there in Studio 1A. Still feeling a little punky. Not quite right. Sorry about that. Feel bad when you're feeling bad. You feel bad when I'm feeling bad? Yeah, because if I didn't have a show to do, you wouldn't have to be here. (laughs) There's backup. Sort of. I should have had that backup in on Tuesday. I shouldn't have come back when I did. You think that would have made a difference? It would have it couldn't have hurt. That's true. That's absolutely true. Last hour, 
spend a little bit of time talking about this case. It's a video that a lot of people have seen. Involves a, um, a gang encounter on a subway platform in New York City witnessed by all kinds of people. I mean, broad daylight. As opposed to, um, you know, in some dark corner somewhere. Captured on video by multiple people. Shows a member of uh, MS-13 wrestling around, fight breaking out. And apparently it was a gang turf kind of thing with a rival gang. And um, and the video shows the guy charged with uh, murdering another another person, pulling his gun out and firing multiple shots. We're talking about my goodness, six shots at least. I mean, it was one of those bang, 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 bang kind of things crazy but what really hit me was this one little part of the story that has I I think gone completely unnoticed and I'm not trying to say hey look at me check out my insight no 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 I just I read things and and when I saw this story I mean you know it, it it's not a story that normally I would include in the rundown because gangbanging stuff happens all the time, all over in major cities, small cities. We've got it in our city. We've got it, you've got it in your city. It happens. But what stood out to me was a procedural thing. And it was this. The guy taken into custody... Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Charged. Authorities have since revealed, I'm reading from the story, have since revealed that the suspect was free on $2,500 bail after being busted on attempted murder and other charges last year. And oh, by the way, he's in the country illegally. Now, they knew he was in the country illegally before. What I'm trying to get my mind around is why this guy was on the streets. There's the obvious attempted murder. $2,500 bail? What? If I'm not mistaken, you have to post 10%. I, I don't, I, I, and, and I, I don't know if that's, if the 2,500 is his 10% or what, but I thought it was, and then the bail bondsman posts the rest. I can't imagine any bail bondsman actually posting or helping him get out of jail. Probably had all the cash he needed. Yeah. Okay. So I'm trying to understand, how is it even possible 
that that's just not a good investment. So yeah, I'm sure he ponied up himself. Okay, or his boys, or his boys did. Yeah, I mean, but how is it possible? Let's look at any number of scenarios. A, um, he's a member of MS13. He's here illegally. Yeah, let's not let him out. Let's set bail at, at $5 million or something. It's a murder case for Pete's sake. Okay, that's one level. And oh, by the way, he's here illegally. How about the, forget the charges, he's here illegally. He's already suspected and uh, uh, he's suspected of murder charges. Now someone is definitely dead and he did it. It's on videotape. I'm not saying the guy he shot and killed is a Puritan saint, but he didn't, you know, he doesn't have a choice to change now. He's dead. I just, this makes zero sense to me. It's time for news. If you're morning show with Preston Scott, I'm your Huckleberry on News Radio 100.7 WFLA. from Sanford and Sons as we uh, move into the final 35, 40 minutes of the show. You know I don't feel well. Why would you do that? Because deep down in your heart, you know it's funny. You just want me to... Are you the, trying to start a fight? That's no, what you're of trying course to do. not. There's no fight there. It's funny. It, 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 what's so funny Booker is that... Booker T and the MGs, by yeah, the way. I know. Is that the music is just just close enough for it's someone really not for, that close? It is. You're a music junkie. It's not to you, but to others, it's just close enough for someone to go. Boy, I haven't heard that in forever. Yeah. Continue. Oh, plus, you I know it, it. It annoys you just a bit. Wheezy, I'm coming. Um. No, that's wrong show. It's uh, uh, what what no, was Fred you, Sanford's? You got, no, Wheezy is uh, no, is no, the Jeffersons. Wheezy, you got wrong. That's the right. Jeffersons, but it's what was what was Elizabeth? Elizabeth? Is it Elizabeth? Red Fox man clutching the heart. Too funny. Have you been following any of the comments by Howard Schultz, the former CEO of Starbucks? Other than he's thinking about a run at president. Yeah, I, yep, I, I yep, haven't yep. gotten any deeper than that. Um. Did an interview last week, accused Democrats of pushing a false narrative. Now, he's been supportive of Democrats for years, but this is another one of those guys that is being not pushed, shoved from the left. They have no place for him. Why? Because the left is inherently intolerant. He said they're pushing a false narrative, unrealistic promises of free college, government health care, and more, while firing back at critics saying that his run for president would help uh, Donald Trump. Quote, if I ran as a Democrat, which I would not do, I would have to be disingenuous given the platform that they are moving towards, which is a level of health care government takeover, free college for everyone, a job for everyone, which tallies about $40 trillion. It's not realistic. So we need a thoughtful, serious conversation. Aha! 
And that's where the Democrats excuse themselves from the table. A thoughtful conversation requires calm. A thoughtful conversation requires the ability to tolerate other ideas. Mm-mm. Yeah, but they also paint the right as the ones that are not calm. But we know the truth. Do we? Yes, we do. You and I do. We, with so many of you out there nodding your head in agreement with David and I, you agree. We need a thoughtful, serious conversation. And the Democrats are really creating a false narrative in the same way that President Trump created a false narrative by saying the Mexicans are going to pay for the wall. It's not truthful. I don't disagree with that. Now, what I've been arguing to people is we don't know that the Mexicans will not pay for the wall because we don't know the real inside of that new agreement with Mexico and Canada. It could be that buried in there is a provision that allows the United States to pull money out of that trade agreement that they would in turn just use to build the wall. So de facto, Mexico is paying for it. Now, in other words, we don't necessarily know the structure of that agreement, but that is one scenario where I can see it. It's, for example, do you know that you're paying for TSA or that you thought you were paying for TSA? through a $11.20 charge when you travel round trip in an airplane? Did you know if you fly one way, you're paying $5.60 to, in fact, pay for the budget for TSA? Now, the government's taking that money and they're pushing it to other places. But you get my point. My point is, you don't even know. It's just part of the cost of buying a ticket. We don't know what's buried in whatever the agreement is with Mexico and Canada. It could be enough money to pay for the wall. So, in fact, Mexico could be paying for it. But Schultz's overarching point is spot on. And here's the kicker. He grew up in public housing in Brooklyn. Became the first person in his college, uh, in his family to graduate from college. He said, if you think about my life story, you know, I grew up in public housing. I'm living proof, literally, of the American dream. That alone, that statement alone disqualifies him from running as a Democrat. You can't say those words. But isn't it refreshing? Somebody coming out of the cloud of the left. They're out there. Good messaging will win them. Twenty Better policy will keep them. 27 minutes after the hour. Your chance to text your way to a thousand bucks. Less than 30 minutes away. I'm on News Radio 100.7 WFLA. Thirty-five minutes after the hour, it's the morning show with Preston Scott. Good morning. Before I uh, share a few things that I learned yesterday at the Power Forward Speaker Series, featuring Shark Tank's Kevin O'Leary, I want to get to the big stories in the press box. Tallahassee reports reporting. Supreme Court of the uh, state of Florida, the revamped state Supreme Court, rejecting a minimum wage case, which lets sit rulings from two previous courts that said Miami Beach cannot institute a mandatory minimum wage and make people pay something they don't want to pay. It's not up to the government to indiscriminately set the value of, of of an employer or employee relative to the cost of doing that business that's the business's responsibility these are our costs in providing this good or service 
we pay accordingly to what our margins allow us to pay. Cities, municipalities, states that force businesses to pay more than they should for wages, they cripple an economy. And you've had no impact, real impact. Why? Because the principle of economics is that if you mandate that everybody gets paid X, then the prices of all goods and services increase because along the way, people that make entry-level wages are now being paid an inflated wage. So you have to cover that cost. You have two ways of covering that cost. You either cut the number of employees you're paying or you raise the cost, the price of the service to the consumer. So, in fact, you've not gained anything because either A, there are fewer people employed, so it doesn't matter what they're paid if they're not employed, or B, the prices of everything goes up, inflation kicks in, and you're right back where you were. So the free market system is the one that addresses this. Thankfully, the state Supreme Court, because we elected a Republican governor who put justices in there to interpret the laws, as opposed to doing what they think they ought to do and let the law catch up, Thurgood Marshall, we now have that situation stopped. What, what's great about it is that in Florida, at least, Miami Beach, the circuit court said, no, you can't do that. The appeals court said, no, you can't do that. Now the state Supreme Court said, yeah, what they said was right. You can't do that. So that's a win. It's a huge win. Interesting as well, three-judge panel, Florida District Court of Appeal, said the state's Department of Environmental Protection denied a permit to drill the first exploratory well in the Everglades in more than 50 years based on feelings, not facts. Facts were brought out in the case in front of an administrative judge, and the Department of Environmental Protection basically said, yeah, well, we don't like what he had to say. So we're going to say no because we just, we don't like it. And the three panel, three judge panel, first district court said, yeah, you can't do that. You have to make your decisions based on the evidence, what's presented to you. So the ruling. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Could, in fact, open up uh, drilling in the Everglades for oil. What's interesting about that story is the sidebar in that is that Ron DeSantis, the new governor, is opposed to, sh to fracking. Really? Wow. I'm going to have to talk to Dave Mike about that with the Florida Petroleum Council. That's, that's an interesting development. Zhao Queen Li, sentenced to one year in prison, one year of supervised release. Chinese man arrested in September admitted to illegally taking photos of a U.S. military installation in Key West. Wonder how your defense attorney feels when you're making the argument. No, he he was is a tourist, and they said, "Okay, let's look at his cameras," and there's nothing on there but military photos. And then your guy admits to the fact that he did it. I wonder you're the defense attorney trying to make the argument. You're feeling stupid.
right? How about, could you have told me you were going to plead guilty? Then I wouldn't have made this argument and not look so stupid. Jamel Hill, formerly of ESPN, alludes to the assassination of President Trump in a tweet after the State of the Union or during it. wonder if the Atlantic will get rid of her. She needs to be a pariah. She needs to be unable to, to gainfully employ herself anywhere. And um, I wonder if the people in Virginia are going to hold their folks to the same standard as uh, Judge Kavanaugh was held to. Just wondering. Here, your shot at $1,000 is coming up at 5 after on News Radio 100.7 WFLA. I could easily get sidebarred here, but I, I'm going to try not to. David, you said in the break, yeah, the people of Virginia are going to hold them to the same standards as Kavanaugh. They're going to let these guys keep their jobs. Right. Okay. He got a job. They'll get to keep theirs. Okay. I'm referring specifically to the lieutenant you governor. You said you weren't going to get sidebarred. I'm not. The lieutenant governor and the standard is guilty until proven innocent. And, and someone's come forward named with specific details. Now, he's admitted something happened. He said it was consensual. So now we're getting to the details. So anyway, we'll see. We'll see where it goes. But isn't it kind of funny? The governor could end up having to resign. The lieutenant governor could end up having to resign. The attorney general could end up having to resign. And so the speaker of the House is a Republican, and he could end up being governor. <laughs> That's just funny to me. All right. Power Forward Speaker Series. Yesterday, I got to spend a little bit of time with uh, Kevin O'Leary before his presentation and had an interesting visit with him. But he came... I mean, strong. It was a great presentation. His portion about one hour was absolutely, it was nice. It was pleasant. It was well-paced. It was thoughtful. It was interesting. I mean, it was about as good as I've ever seen. And what he dropped, though, early on was the five things that he's determined are musts to being effective at managing. Notice the word effective. You've heard me talk about effectiveness over efficiency. It has to precede efficiency. And what he found is that women are far more, far more successful in the workplace managing than men. Now, it's up to everybody to figure out why that is, but he's come up with some interesting observations of those businesses in his portfolio that are successful. Number one, better time management skills. There's an old expression, if you want to get something done, ask a mom to do it. Because moms have better time management skills. They just operate that way. They think that way. He said moms who are raising a family and running a business, they're the best time managers I've ever been around. Number two, Set achievable goals. This was fascinating. And I'm going to get maybe some of the numbers wrong for those of you that went. But the basics here are accurate. He said, we did research on the companies in our portfolio. He said, we found that the men set goals of growth at 30% annually. He said, that's huge. He said, that's way, way big. He said, but they hit it 65% of the time. And I'm thinking, that's really impressive, Kevin O'Leary. I'm thinking that's pretty impressive. And it is, he said. But women are hitting their goals 95% of the time. 
but their goals were on average 17% growth. What they found was they were setting more achievable, realistic goals. Therefore, follow this now. This goes to number three, maintain cultures that have less employee turnover. Because the goals are achievable, people felt better about the workplace and they stayed. He said, set achievable goals and your team will feel better about themselves. And it, it translates into the work environment. Fascinating. Number four, assimilate feedback to enhance customer service. He said, you need to, you need to listen. You need to listen to what people are saying to you or you'll or, or the trains coming down the track. You're going to get steamrolled. You've got to get to a place where you're willing to listen and evolve and, and adapt and change somewhat, even though your model's successful, staying successful. And then number five, maintain a brand is everything core principle. He said, branding is everything. If you have core principles, that you believe in, adhere to those and never sacrifice them. In other words, if it's quality, then quality's got to stay. It's just you can't cut corners on that because that's what people signed on for. It was a great talk. Kevin O'Leary of Shark Tank, thank you, First Commerce Credit Union. A great, great presentation, Power Forward Speaker Series. Morning Show 180, brought to you by Prime Meridian Bank. Try my bank. One minutes after the hour. Glenn Beck comes up next tomorrow. What's to be Friday? A little good news and more. Got a man, I've got a huge stack of stories I got to get through. Plus, the um, big stories in the press box that we will uh, obviously gather in between now and then. But of course, today's a very big day. It's been talked about since uh, late last year. It's frankly time. This is Ron Burgundy telling you to listen to my podcast. Here's a little something to whet your appetite. Those of you listening, you'll you'll hear your horoscope. Capricorn, you have a serious drug problem and you need to kick it, Buster. Aries, drink more water. Your body is 99% liquid. You need it. It's the Ron Burgundy podcast. It's the Ron Burgundy Podcast. Guess what? I got a podcast and you don't. Guess what? I got a podcast and you don't. Ron Burgundy Podcast. Right now, I'm a little terrified because I don't know what a podcast is. Let's take some calls. Caller number one, you're on with Ron Burgundy. What's on your mind? Oh, no, Ron, there aren't any callers. No callers. No, because people aren't listening in real time. Check. Got it. If you are listening to this and have downloaded it by mistake, please turn it off now. Turn it off! I didn't sleep because I was worried sick about the fact that we were going to record the show in my haunted garage. No, we have we have so the whole crew's here. Okay. I'll be in a second. Alright, okay. I am a man who likes a good rare pile of meat and a sip from a crystal goblet now and then. I'll even smoke one of those thin cigarettes Warren Buffett passes around in circles at his men's only club. To put it simply, I like to indulge. 
so it's no wonder I enjoyed my two days at the Cheesecake Factory. I can't believe I saw you defecate. I was reduced to my basic animal form. Ooh. Ha! Wrong burgundy podcast! Whammo! Instant podcast. Yeah, there you go. Uh, it's free. So check check it out. Because we don't have the guts to charge you. So check it out, iHeartRadio, and uh, look up the Ron Burgundy podcast. Time for the Morning Show 180. Look back at the radio program in 180 seconds or less. Will Virginia, due to, uh, let's just say, Justin Fairfax, who's accused of uh, sexual assault, a particular vicious one, will they treat him the way that... uh, Brett Kavanaugh was treated? In other words, guilty until proven innocent? Just curious. Jamel Hill tweets out during the State of the Union, she, the former member of ESPN, decided she was going to change the world by writing for The Atlantic. She tweets out a line that references the assassination of Malcolm X. So once again, Jamel Hill can't seem to stop from making comments that Ought to get her visited by the Secret Service. Zhao Quen Li, sentenced to one year in prison, one year of supervised release. He was taking photos of a U.S. installation in Key West. Here's what's interesting. Florida, number one, it's Florida story. Number two, dude, dude's attorney claims he's a tourist. Come on, taking photos. And they were like, okay, let's look at the camera. Nothing but military installation photos. No tourist photos at all. 21-year-old kid in the country studying musicology as part of an exchange program with North University of China. I'm just curious. Do do all students now affiliated with North University of China get checked and followed, looked at? I mean, isn't that spying? I'm just, yeah. State Supreme Court says no, you cannot force businesses to pay a minimum wage that you think is appropriate, thus ending that entire case in Miami Beach, which two lower courts said you couldn't do it. But as we've learned here in and around the capital city, just because it's legal doesn't mean they or illegal doesn't mean they won't do it. Just because it's improper doesn't mean they won't do it. Hopefully that'll change, but anyway. Hey, thanks as always for listening. Have yourself a great day. Stay classy, Tallahassee. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.